0: hey fellow warriors welcome back to another episode of be a warrior podcast i'm your host angie huser it's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you are you ready then let's get started All right, welcome. Like I said before, welcome, welcome to the show. This is Be A Warrior Podcast. I'm Angie, I'm an above knee amputee. This is my fourth year that I've entered into as an amputee. And um, if you're new to the show, so happy to have you here. I wanna just express right now that April is limb loss, limb difference awareness month. So for those of us that are amputees or born with a limb difference, this is the time for us to shine and what better way than have you know guest speakers on my show and that is normally what i do and i had one planned for this week and as tech savvy as i can be my computer shut down on me while i was interviewing someone and went to my phone and used that instead and it never recorded, even though it showed it was recording, I can't find it anywhere. So we are calling this Audible and creating a different show because my guests can't be interviewed um, until later on in the month, so you'll have to wait. Actually, April might turn into some May. Um, I do have a a few that are also not available until the May time because they're competing in Paralympics, so you might just have to make it an April, May, and May is mobility May month, so There is that going for us as well. But anyways, I digress. Uh, You know, trying to be as real as possible. Best laid plans don't matter. I have a schedule of events for the month of April. And sure enough, the very first one bombs. So here I am with you. You get me again today. Um, And I thought today what we need to do and what I think would be amazing to do is to give props and kudos to those that support us. So this month, my theme is Bouncing Back. And it actually started at the end of March when I interviewed Coach Dar, who has worked with professional athletes and corporate um, higher ups, Fortune 100 companies, to get them out of setbacks setting them up for greatness. So she's a mental abilities coach, a mental um, skills coach, and kind of helps people get out of their own way so they can be successful. This was her book, and I mentioned it last week um, and showed you guys um, this book last week. It's an incredible read, um, some great tools in there. So if you like books that can help you get out of ruts and give you things to do, tools to, to use to help yourself. The Art of Bouncing Back is the book you want to get. So when I interviewed her, I had said, hey, you know, that is a great theme, Bouncing Back, for those of us amputees. And I think that's what I want to do for this month's Limb Loss, Limb Difference Awareness Month. And so thus, Bouncing Back has become the theme for me this month. When I think about bouncing back, I always think about what it took to get to where I'm at. And yes, there is a lot of my own drive and personality in my bounce back and, and where, I've, where I've gotten to, but I can tell you with 100% certainty that I would have not gotten to where I am without the people around me. And I thought, why don't we start the bouncing back theme And instead of just celebrating us amputees and limb difference people, we should be celebrating those that have supported our journey and given everything uh, of themselves for us, knowing that we were going through hard times. So my questions to you, I thought were kind of interesting, and I will pose these to you. First off, who supported you when you were going through either, um, you know, uh, cancer diagnosis or um you know, an amputation scheduled, uh, a a total, you know, wreck, a catastrophic wreck that left you amputated. Who supported you? Um, who stood by your side in those moments? Who cheered you on and told you you could do it? Who protected you, especially maybe against yourself because you tried to push too hard and, and too fast and you, your body wasn't ready? Who was there as a shoulder to cry on and who showed up when you felt alone? Those are the people that have supported you. Not only that, but I would say your medical team, those that you had to rely on through the, the amputation. Um, For me, my TMR with uh, Dr. Ronnie Pruch, Um, my prosthetists, of course, I mean, they were there before my amputation to answer any questions, any concerns, and any fears. And then, of course, they're with me all the time now because I'm constantly going in for revisions and things like that, always there to help me out. And what about that PT that helped you get your gait stronger and taught you the skills necessary to use your prosthetic? So your medical team is also a part of that. Now, for me, I couldn't have asked for a better family surrounding me. And I don't live anywhere close to my immediate family, but my dad flew in um, the, the, right before my surgery, literally the day before my surgery, because mine was an elected amputation after years of surgeries and failed attempts to getting my knee back to normal. So my dad was there. My husband, who has been with me since we were 17 years old, we are high school sweethearts, and he was there through it all. And my two sons who I was actually homeschooling through all of my surgeries and were there to bring typical humor to the situation I was getting myself into and also lending me a hug when I needed it. And I could not have done it without the strength and support of my immediate family that was here when I went through the amputation and also my pastor who showed up the day I was having my amputation to rest me sure, And he actually met with me about a month before my amputation because I felt lost and I felt a little scared, a little anxious um, and not quite sure what to expect. And so he was there through that and then there the day of to give me a good pray on and and before my surgery then it comes down to those amazing people that came and visited me in the hospital. Um, I didn't know I would be wanting or willing to have um, visitors, but I'll tell you what, I had my surgery, it was mine was like a, later in the afternoon, I think mine was like a four or five o'clock surgery. And so by the time I got to my room, it was like after dinner and it was pretty much bedtime. And I woke up the next morning ready to go and excited. And I spent probably a couple days in the hospital just making sure my vitals were good and OT and PT checking me out. And the friends that showed up and my old PT and a couple of his techs showed up after work together, the one that helped me through the like pretty much five years of surgeries um, prior to the amputation, and the man that also... Um, help me strengthen my good knee to get it ready to support my amputation. And I mean, talk about a a great group of people. I feel blessed. I feel fortunate and I am grateful for all those people. So if you are listening, you guys mean the world to me. The friends that showed up that brought the beautiful flowers that just sat with a coffee and talked with me, made me feel normal and not like I was odd or strange, because you just don't know how you're going to take it and how your friends will take it. Like, I don't know anybody or didn't know anybody before amputation that was amp- an amputee. So, you know, you never know. And I didn't want any of my friends to feel shy or worried. I was always very open, laughing about it, joking, making making funny comments. Um, and that's just how I deal with um, a little stress and when I'm a little anxious or fearful and so I will make jokes. <laughs> so thank, thankfully the friends I've always surrounded myself with are the same way and they get me and so they were there. And so for those of you that were there supporting me through thick and thin, through even the surgeries before giving me rides to PTs and things where I couldn't drive because of you know, pain meds, thank you, thank you, thank you. There is no way I could be where I am today as an amputee doing what I get to do First and foremost, without my husband, without my boys supporting me, without my family back home who sent me amazing cards and pictures to put on my vision board prior to surgery. I had a vision board of the things I wanted to do and the people I loved and quotes that meant something to me and and put it by my bed so that every morning I woke up, I had a reminder not to be afraid that I was not alone on this journey. And, of course, they're all hilarious about it because they think it's funny. So, I mean, that's kind of the family I grew up in, a big family, five of us. And, um, you know, doing the movie quotes and and laughing and joking about everything. Um, Trying to make light of a situation that could have been a catastrophic failure. Um, Without all of them, my friends, my medical staff, I just, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So today, my hat's off to those that supported me and saw me through good and bad, tears and laughter and um, the frustrations of things going wrong and the celebrations of everything that went right. And so I thought that we should really kick off limb loss and limb awareness month with a celebration of our the people that have supported us and have been around us no matter what we were going through. And you may not even be an amputee but i'm betting there have been people in your life when you have had struggles that have been there for you. And this is the time to say thank you and to celebrate them in the in your life because you know what a lot of times the person that supports deals with a lot more than they let on and i am sure that if i had a heart to heart with my husband on the podcast There's probably things he would tell me that he was always worried about. Like, I know right now I give him gray hairs when I go out and try to hike and we'll be doing something really extreme. And I don't, I don't scream when something happens. I kind of (laughs) gasp. So like two weeks ago, we did the, um, Hot Shots Memorial hike, which is like, you know, seven miles back and forth, like a round trip. Um, for the 19, uh, hotshots in Yarnell that, um, died in the fire, um, 10 years ago. And, um, it is my second time I've done this and it is an intense walk for an above knee because there's so many boulders and there's a lot of thin, narrow passageways where you have to duck around a big boulder, but you don't want to fall off the edge into the cactuses and down a edge, a cliff. And (laughs) needless to say he'll lead the way and I'll be behind him going up and several times I would kick normally my good foot would kick a rock and I'd go and he would stop in his tracks and I'm sure just sprouted oops sprouted like gray hairs right then and there and then there was times going down he tries to lead the way in case I (laughs) in case I stumble and fall forward and gravity takes me forward he thinks that he'll be able to stop me, and of course, then he can't see me again. So I gasp, and and he gets very nervous about walking in front of me too. But he knows it's the best place for him. So that that guy has been through a lot, and I know that uh, if he could tell you, I'm sure he had so many high anxieties that um, probably just stressed him out more than he needed. So when I am dealing with my issues, I have tried to put on the biggest front to protect my family because I did elect for this surgery because I had no life before this. Truly, I had no life. Um, For those of you that have listened, you know, I was doing nothing. I was in bed, elevated leg, icing all the time. I was threatened by several surgeons that if I didn't sit on my butt for like at least four weeks and let a surgery heal with my leg Uh, my knee above my heart, and icing it all day long, that um, it wasn't going to get better. And I did listen to him once, um, which is very hard for me to do. I hate sitting still. And it didn't make a difference. So, But I can say I did it, and I felt no difference. But anyways, I digress on that one, too, because that is like a rabbit hole we could go down, the things that I had to do. But I literally did nothing, and, and it was really kind of depressing um, the thing that kept me going truly, and my, my boys probably don't even realize this, and they will when they become like older and, and have their own families, but I homeschooled my kids through, through most of their life. Um, they did a couple of years at the beginning of schooling, kindergarten first, second for my oldest, and kindergarten for my youngest, all the way up till part-time in high school, and then they went full-time to school senior year. So that whole time, and then five years in there, five formative years of their lives, I was in surgeries, recovering at PTs, but still homeschooling them. And if it wasn't for the homeschooling, if they went off to school every day and I was left at my, on my own devices and dealing with myself without distractions, I'm not sure where I would have been through that five-year time period. I think that Distraction can be very good and healthy if you aren't ignoring what what's really happening and you um, embrace it. Uh, I, I tried to embrace it. I just My embracing it was, well, this is how it is right now and we will keep trudging forward until we figure out what's wrong. But because I was constantly coming up with lesson plans and working with them and helping them through things and grading things, Five years went really fast, sadly enough, because I lost those years of really focusing on them because I know I was still holding on to my own pains. But without that homeschooling, I'm not sure I would have been in as good a headspace as I I maintained. So I am grateful for that. That was a huge thing, even though it was a lot of work and it was hard to do. There was times we homeschooled like in my bedroom so I could be in bed and they were sitting next to me in bed or whatever while we, we studied. But that was a huge help. so when you're when you're going through things like this, and you've got people around you, that's that's really, really important. And I know I'm fully blessed to have such a group of people constantly cheering me on, um, <laughs> allowing me to do the crazy things that I've wanted to do, like right away, skiing. Um, not even four months after my surgery, and surfing for the first time in Kauai, not even a year after my surgery, and running a 10K just after my year anniversary, I just kept adding things to my bucket list of things I was going to accomplish to show the world and show myself that I could do it and that I was as normal as I was ever going to be and as normal as I could be as an amputee. That. I wasn't less of a person or had less of a life because I was missing a limb. And so what I I would charge you guys to do today is to think about the people that are around you and that you are grateful for any time in your life, like people that have been there for you in the past. Maybe you're not going through anything specific right now. But what about those people that gave of themselves for you when you were struggling and where could you be for someone you see struggling right now? Maybe a neighbor, a friend, a relative. Um, what can you do to be there for them? Because being someone who supports others is an is a admirable, admirable thing to do when we have empathy on somebody else's strifes and we can be there to lift them up, whether it's with a coffee, a friendly note, a call, a text, um, just a flowers, a visit, um, kind words, whatever it is, it also can take a toll. And that's kind of where I was going with my, my husband going through all the things. He's, he has supported every crazy thing I've wanted to do since I became an amputee. And yet I know it has probably caused him high stress moments. And sometimes he tells me, you need to slow down and be careful because he really doesn't want anything to happen to my good knee. And I get that. But he's always been there. And so I've done everything I can to let him know that I appreciate all that he's done, all that he's sacrificed, how hard he's worked. I appreciate him for allowing me the opportunities to do all these things that I want to do because everything I've tried to do, skiing, surfing, running a 10K, they all took money to afford, right? A registration fee or a lesson or whatever. And he has always been there to say, go do it. And that is an amazing gift that he has given me. Um, And I know some of you Maybe struggling, that you don't have a big support system, but truly it just takes one, one person. And sometimes it may not even be a person. It may be your companion pet. Um, you'd be surprised how much that is a support for people, especially if you're more introverted. I am not introverted. I used to think I was, but I am not introverted. If you've met me, you know. But those people that are really struggling alone, in the world, they don't have family or family is kind of a dysfunction for them and more problem than it is good, a lot of times that companion animal is just what the doctor ordered for your mental gains. And reach out for that. You know, there's nothing wrong with cute puppy kisses and cuddles. Today I will tell you, so Backtrack. Yesterday, I told you the little debacle we had with the interview. So mad because I've been dying to get this interview for like two years now. finally got it nailed down. It was supposed to be last week, but they had to cancel because of an emergency. They are on the medical team of mine. And we got on yesterday when I lost that recording. I'm not kidding when I tell you I spent an hour, hour and a half, two hours looking through everything, reaching out to Zoom every way I could to find the recording that said recording ended and it was nowhere. And to text them and tell them it was gone, it destroyed me because we spent an hour talking. It was a great interview interview you know, and you can't really recreate that same one and you don't want to because then it's not natural and organic. But I'll tell you, I was a train wreck yesterday. I don't know what it was, but it took me for a complete loop emotionally. And all I could think about today was getting up first thing in the morning and running over to my horse. That's the reason I look the way I am. If you guys are, are watching this on YouTube and just sitting with her, and i'll make sure on my website that i post some pictures of today's session with her it was the best warmest feeling i could have asked for and what i needed to heal the strife i felt from yesterday like it really set me back i don't even know why i don't know if, what was going on with me yesterday but that affected me greater than i should have let it and i even was telling myself not a big deal You don't do this professionally. It's just what it is. But I hate wasting people's time. And I was really looking forward to you guys meeting the people I was talking to. So I'm hoping I can get them on a little later in the month. But when I went, and I don't know if you can hear it, but the wind has been howling here in Arizona. We went from like 74 the last couple days to last night we were in a low of 37. And today was only about 57. Thank goodness it was sunny. But the wind makes it so cold. And so I literally was sitting on the ground with my horse and she was walking around and that wind's cutting through me and I was just, I was shivering. And then she finally came and laid next to me and I leaned up against her belly and she just laid down and I could feel her breathing and her warmth. And the next thing I know, I was just totally at peace. So that companion animal can do some serious good in your life. So don't discount that support. So, you know, you could say thank you to your, your pet. Thank you to your horse. Thank you to the people in your life. But whatever you do, don't take them for granted. They have been there and they've seen you at your best. They've seen you at your worst. If they're really good at what they're doing, they have been there as the shoulder to cry on and they have been there cheering you on the sidelines as you have taken flight. So I highly suggest, and you know, I try to end my podcast with a call to action, and I think it's pretty apparent what this call to action is. Today is the day, or this week, the next seven days, maybe every day for the next seven days till the next podcast, you reach out to one person and do one kind thank you somehow, a text, an email, a phone call, a visit to say thank you for all that you have done and see what it does to transform them. Because I know with me, that especially the first two years of becoming an amputee, like, I was very not self-centered is a bad word because it was it sounds negative, but everything was revolving around me, what I needed, how I was going to succeed, the changes in my prosthetics, um, you know, all the things I wanted to do, like like new life, born again kind of a feel. And you just don't want to forget the people that were there always cheering you on as you were succeeding because what was going on in their life at that time? You know, maybe with my family, they were thankful because they saw me soar versus sink. You know, it wasn't a setback. My amputation set me up for better things. And that's one of the things Coach Dar talks about. Setbacks become set-ups. You know, like she said, uh, a bow and arrow, the harder you pull it back, the farther it's going to soar. So when you feel totally set back in life, just wait because you are getting ready to get launched into something bigger, better, a different direction. You don't know. But reach out. The call to action this week is reach out to the people that supported you through the hard times, through the times you didn't know you could make it through. They were there when you needed them most and Don't forget the times when you were doing amazing. Who was by your side cheering you on just like they were there as the shoulder when you needed them most? And reach out to them. Do something special for them. When I get off, I'm going to text my boys and let them know. I'm going to call my dad and I'm going to go and give my husband a big old hug and let him know how much I appreciate all that he has done for me the past four years and how I'm wouldn't have it any other way than have him on my side taking this journey with me and knowing that we now have a life ahead of us that's worth living and doing stuff because before this amputation I was doing nothing I mean I was sitting around I couldn't do anything I couldn't even bend my leg I couldn't sit on my couch without sitting sideways and putting my leg up on the couch that's how bad my knee was and now I can do anything that I set my mind to one step at a time so I hope that you guys have a fantastic week. I hope you reap the benefits of thanking the people that have loved on you and supported you through your journeys, through your highs and your lows. And I would love to hear some of the stories of the things that came to fruition because you reached out to someone. And maybe something was happened to you like three or four years ago, and now you're deciding to reconcile that and say, hey, you know what? Thank you again for that. You know, maybe you thanked them before, but maybe thank them again to let them know you are actually thinking about them this many years down the road after something they were there for you for. I hope you have a blessed week. I hope it's amazing. Make it great. Know that this this week or this month we are going to just set ourselves up to um, support one another and love one another for where we're at. I just. I hope you have just the best week and please reach out to me. I would love to hear some stories of people that have supported you and what, what you've done to thank them until next time. As always be healthy, be happy, be you.